you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Move the Sticks, presented by New Era. It's DJ Bucky, our good friend, Rhett, today on the show. Rhett is sitting next to me. And, Bucky, we've got you for a few minutes, man. You're running all over town. Uh, How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you guys doing? Uh, man, the, the PATH trio is back. I like, this it. feels good. Like, let's get rolling, right? <laughs> so good. <laughs> hey, Buck, on how, first of all, we're going to get to everything we're going to talk about on the show today. We'll get a chance to talk about some of our reaction to what we've seen in the preseason. Going to get to uh, NFC East, AFC East. Uh, me and Red will we'll probably take care of that once we get to that point of the yeah, show. Sounds good. Um, but, Buck, when you look at what you've seen, um, I got some some names and some topics I want to rattle off here in a second, but I'll give you the floor. Just what stood out to you here in the uh, in the second week of the preseason? Uh, I think the thing that stands out to me um, just the difference in the play of the rookie quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Some guys look very very comfortable in what they're doing. Other guys look like they may be overwhelmed. And I think the thing that stands out to me with Daniel in New York, I just feel like David Gettleman now goes back to his office, and I think he kind of feels good about the pick that he made. 
because Daniel Jones, for whatever we wanted to say about him leading up to the draft, on the field, the game seems like it's slow and easy for him. I'm not saying that he's ready to start and play, but of all the rookie quarterbacks, he just has a real good sense of timing, patience, and discipline to kind of lead the team, manage the game, and make the necessary throws. I think the Giants should be encouraged by what he's been able to display very, very early uh, in the preseason. I would agree. Uh, you know, I, I thought uh, actually one of the notes I wrote down when we when we get to the NFC East was Giants offense may be a little bit better than we thought uh, coming in. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that here in a second. But uh, I would agree with you on Daniel Jones. I would agree with you. We saw some some really good things from Kyler Murray in week one. You know, not as much in week two, which I guess is to be expected. But how about the guy flying under the radar here, Ryan Finley? We've been lighting it up for the Bengals here in the last two weeks. Followed up a really solid week one performance with, uh, I think, almost 200 yards passing. It was really efficient and completion percentage way up there in week two. Uh, I mean, I-, I was really impressed. He's been good. You know, the, the challenge is, and I'll get Buck's thoughts on this in a second, but when you're, um, when you're going twos against twos or threes yeah, yeah. against threes, I always try and, okay, this is a little different. It's not only vanilla defense, but you're vanilla talent at that point in sure. time with what's out there on the field. But he's been very efficient. You're just taking what's there. And that you can go back and, and read the report on Ryan Finley. It reads like what we've seen from him. It's just smart, accurate, good decision maker. Right. It sounds, quite honestly, a lot like the guy that's ahead of him on the depth chart uh, there in Cincinnati. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, it's it, again, Buck, I'm, I'm always careful because we, we're going to do all these takeaways from the preseason. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, man, I, I've seen it so many times. You just got to be careful mm-hmm. what all you grab from this. No, you, you do have to be careful, but another guy, and maybe there's something to be said for maybe experience, like playing a number of games in college, kind of helping you transition, because the other guy who's been really, really good, Jared Cinnamon, New England, has been yeah. outstanding. When you watch him play, like, he has been, and he's been a better pro player than he was as a college player. Um, and I know, look, the Pacers do a great job of coaching up quarterbacks and putting them in a situation to be successful, but... When you watch him manage the game and operate the team, and they're kind of playing old-school 21 personnel or whatever, Jerry Stidham looks very comfortable in that system. And if he continues to do what he's been able to do, he can be the next one that they've been able to find. As you go said, a, a Jimmy Garoppolo, someone who just fits what they want to do in that system, and then they teach them how to play winning football. He appears to have really taken hold of the messages that the Patriots coaches have been kind of dispensing. And one thing you have with Stidham that you also have with Daniel Jones, as you go back through and look through your notes, as I just did on Stidham here, um, it's interesting to me, these guys, most players go from college where they're playing with elite players, great talent, and they have to make an adjustment in the NFL when the playing field's been leveled. Daniel Jones and Jared Stidham played behind two of the, let's be honest, not great yeah. offensive lines in college football against in conferences where you see elite defensive lines. So it's almost like in some ways they can take a little bit of a deep breath, Buck, as they're getting a chance to get in this environment. Daniel Jones hasn't had you know, receivers that could separate on a consistent basis, hasn't had clean pockets. Jared Stidham ran for his life at Auburn behind that offensive line last year. So in some ways, I think that makes this adjustment a little easier for these guys. I think so, DJ. I think that's something that we have to take into consideration when we do next year's class um, to really look at what they play. And it's easy to say, oh, Daniel Jones didn't play with uh, didn't play with great players or whatever. And sometimes you kind of dismiss that comment. But I do believe there is something to be said for that because we are seeing when he has a level playing field, when you put some talent around him, a solid offensive line, maybe some decent pass catches, like, oh, man, this guy's game goes up a notch. And so imagine if – they had A-level players on the perimeter. Imagine if the Giants still had Odell Beckham Jr., what Daniel Jones could look like. So 
understand that we're seeing him, and we've talked about how you develop young quarterbacks that first year you let them play. The second year you go get the pieces that you see that they need. I think with Daniel Jones, it'll be important to get him on the field and then see what they can do to augment the personnel around him so he can play at his best. You know what? And, and wasn't this what we expected from Stidham kind of after the end of the 2017 season, the impressive bowl game performance? He oh, had. we saw him. And, and then we, we saw called, him at the, we little, saw him at the uh, Buck. We saw him at the Elite, Elite 11. 11. We left there. We talked yeah. about it here on the show, yeah. how, how much he stood out. He spun the ball better than anybody else down there. So no secret that when when given the tools that this is what he's capable of. So, I mean, I think that's cool to see. And, and I'll uh, I'll just kind of wrap up the QB portion uh, here by saying if we're talking about our, our guy, Ryan Finley, who was our path to the draft yeah. recurring guest, I mean, we cannot forget to mention two years ago's recurring guest Mason Rudolph <laughs> had himself a day all preseason right he, I mean he started the game uh, this last week in the preseason week two uh, that second drive he had I think was, he was seven of eight I think they, they had the ball for almost like seven or eight minutes and ended up uh, with a touchdown and uh, that was that was an impressive first half performance for him. yeah we'll get st- I want to add on to yeah. that in just a second but yeah. I just went back and looked at my Finley notes who we were talking about yeah these are my notes accurate anticipation toughness skinny frame golf light golf light I was going to say that because I mean, that's kind of putting kinda, him in a spot yeah that's right? kind of how he looks like, and getting to yep. play in that same offense, you're seeing yep. uh, what he can do there. Uh, Buck, when you uh, when you look at Mason Rudolph, do you think? I mean, look again, what you read into the preseason is what you read into the preseason. Uh, but is there a comfort factor there if you're the Steelers, knowing that whenever Ben uh, decides to ride off into the sunset, you think that this could be the guy? Well, I think they're probably comfortable with uh, both guys because even Josh Dobbs has had some he's had some flashes for, for sure. I think I think I think the big thing that the Steelers probably feel good about their ability to put together an offense that allows their quarterbacks to play at a high level and the fact that it doesn't matter who they lose at wide receiver, they can find and develop wide receivers. Man, James Washington looks terrific for them. He looks like he can Another step good up. Point. And we're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster being the number one. You're now going to get James Washington, who can be the number two and some of the other weapons they have. The Pittsburgh Steelers actually look like it may be a case of addition by subtraction as they go forward without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I want to get to some more of these preseason yeah. takeaways, and we can do that. I know Bucky's short on time, so we'll get to the rest of those in a minute because I want to get Buck's uh, take on this. Um, Antonio Brown, the latest there, he's decided to come in, but yesterday we had a chance to see uh, Mike Mayock, general manager of the Raiders, go on record. We all know Mike No well. questions. Yeah, that's the, that's the end of the story, no questions. Um, Buck, I believe the, get phrase, him, the phrase was, get we've exhausted the, avenue of, the avenues of relief. All avenues of relief. So that's been all exhausted. So anyways, my... My question, though, Buck, is on the uh, on the team building front. As somebody who's been on the front office side as well as been inside the locker room, um, what does this mean for this team when you have some of these offseason pieces that have been brought in? On the draft side, we have one thing, high character, um, you know, foundational players is, is the term that has been used there. And then free agency-wise, you kind of take some gambles, and you look at – and bringing in a wide receiver as talented as anybody in the NFL, but it only costs you in a three and a five. There's a reason it only costs you in a three and a five because there wasn't any other market for him. Um, but how does this play for you with what we know right now inside that locker room? It, to me, it doesn't play well. It doesn't play well because it's a mismatch in philosophies. The guys that you're bringing in, you got these character guys that you're bringing in from college that want to be your foundational pieces, and you're sprinkling in. I don't want to call it bad apples, but you're sprinkling in, sprinkling in these veterans with questionable character. And look, Bontes Murphy hasn't been a problem. Richie Incognito has not been a problem. A.B. has been a problem because he's blowing off practices. He's not showing up. And look, we can talk about the helmet issue and all this other stuff, but at some point, you're expecting him to be 
a leader of the group, not of the team, but of his position group. And when you got the young guys that could be um, really impacted by his behavior, I just don't think it's a good look. But the Raiders are stuck with him based on the amount of money that is committed to him. I just don't like the look. I think uh, it's probably driving Mayock crazy. And I'm really wondering what John Gruden thinks now that A.B. has kind of shown up and shown all the wars that led the Pittsburgh Steelers to trade him away. In relatively short order, yeah. too. I mean, what he's been a, he's been Dude, a Raider the guy for a had, months. that guy had frostbite on his feet, and it's not even a talked-about story. Right. That's because it's down. It's that far down the right. list with right. what, what they've yeah. been dealing with. So it's it's unique. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. The one word that I – and I, I think I'm the only person that's said this because it, it – Probably didn't stand out to many folks, uh, but Buck in the in Mayock's comments, he said, "I'm excited not about where this team is headed, which to me would signify this year, this particular group." He said, "This franchise, and that franchise to me is a big picture. Where do we want to get to in our long range plans?" And whatever happens this year happens this year. I just don't get the sense that Antonio Brown's in the long term plans of this organization. No, I don't think he's in the long-term plans. I think it is a quick fix. I think they're trying to juice up their offense because they had Derek Carr and they want to see everything. But I can only see this marriage being maybe a two-year deal at max. They want to get those younger players into roles where they can kind of carry the team. Um, but we know Mike. Mike wants to build it the right way. And yeah. the way that AB is acting is certainly not the way, right? Right, but they also want to go into Las Vegas riding some momentum here. Here's the thing. He Here's the thing. That. You want to do two things, right? Yeah. You want to put trophies in the trophy case, yeah. and you want to put butts in the seats. Yeah. I don't think Antonio Brown's going to help them put any trophies in their trophy case. Might put but he might put seats. a couple butts in the seats. <laughs> if he shows up, I guess, right? Well, that's, you know, that, 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 you that whole thing's bizarre. Hey, Buck, uh, I know you got to run, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for giving us some time. We'll get back on schedule here with our next episode, man. Travel safe. Hey, appreciate it, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. There you go, Bucky Brooks. Uh, Rhett, as we go through some of these other takeaways. Yeah, I got a couple. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll start with that Cardinals game. And uh, not necessarily about Kyler Murray, because I think we kind of expected there to be some highs and lows, especially in preseason as it gets started. But I was not encouraged from what I saw, one, from that offensive line. Not good. Which in turn means I'm not encouraged from what I expect David Johnson to be this year. I mean, he sat up in the booth with Kurt Warner and I on inside training camp and said he wants to get back to 2,000 yards this year. Not rushing, 1,000 rushing, 1,000 pass receiving. That's going to be tough to do with that group up there because that didn't look good. Here's the thing, though. This offense is a space offense. And when we get to the regular season, space and speed, that's how they're going to go. Spread you out. It's going to be 10 personnel, one back, four wide receivers, and it's going to be going at a breakneck pace. They've been playing a bunch with a tight end. They've been huddling up, so they're not using, vanilla. They're not. It. They're not yeah. doing what they're going to do. And the other thing is, to me, I think you look at basically we can call it what it is. It's a college offense making its way into the NFL and and going with that formula. If you look at an article that just came out um, talking about Clemson, the run that they've been on without a drafted offensive lineman over the last handful of years. That's right. So. Offensive line in these types of spread attacks has not been as important at the college level because, again, the ball's out quick. You're getting your ball to your playmakers. You're spreading the field. Uh, you're making a defense show their hand because you got to cover. Yeah. Um, so now, still, hash marks are different. The size and speed's different. He's going to, because I think they have good receivers, I don't think, you know, I like Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald at this point in his career. In my opinion, they're going to see nothing but press man coverage. And yeah. their people are just going to go. They're going to go after him. And, that well, and look what who's look be, who's in the division. That's, gonna, and that's the other thing. And here's but here's my bigger takeaway on the Cardinals. Yeah. Everybody talking about Kyler Murray. What's this offense going to look like? 
they're not running in their stuff for one. To me, defense. I am scared to death <laughs> of this Cardinals defense. Yeah. And the other side of that is you practice against this air raid offense. You don't see traditional power offense. And you look inside that division, Seattle's a bully, the Rams are a bully, and Kyle Shanahan's known for having one of the best run schemes in the in football. Every team you talk to around the league studying Kyle Shanahan's run game. Right. And now you don't see much of that during practice. And this and oh by the way, your your best corner suspended to start the year. Your second, second best, best corner's hurt. Yeah. I mean that it's not it's not good. They're going to be terrible on defense. And I just I think there's going to be some exciting moments offensively. Uh, and I'm not I'm not basing this off of what I've seen in the preseason. I'm basing this off the personnel in the division. Yeah. If this team wins more than five games, I'll be shocked. Silver lining. We'll get to see a lot of Byron Murphy for six games. I do like Byron right. Murphy. <laughs> right? Yeah. That, we'll, look, a bunch. we'll see. We'll see what they do with these yeah. uh, with these young receivers as well, Keyshawn Johnson. But I just I can't I can't buy that team in that division at this time. I just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So that was that was one of my bigger takeaways. How about Derwin James? We got to get that's there. a shame. It's brutal. You know, I hate to see it. First of all, as a player, I think he's the best safety in the NFL right now. There's nobody that can do all the different things he can do. He's a special, special player. Take that aside of it. Doing the games for this team and traveling with this team, they're going to miss his energy and leadership even more than they're going to miss him as a player. Um, he is, he's, Gus Bradley will tell you, one of the best young leaders he's ever been around. Um, he's, he's special in that regard. Now, the hope that you have if you're a Chargers fan or you work with the Chargers is that <laughs> this, this defensive front, Rhett, I put it up against anybody right now. With Bosa and Ingram, though known quantities, both healthy. Yes. Justin Jones in year two has been awesome. Defensive tackle was played with Bradley Chubb at NC State. Slim down. He looks explosive. Jerry Tillery, Tillery, right? Jerry yeah. Tillery in his first action the other day, you could see some of his quickness. He's fully healthy off that shoulder. Um, you just go back and watch Stanford when he was healthy last year to see what he's capable of. Um, then you've got Chenna Nuosu who can really rush off the edge. Isaac Rochelle can get you seven or eight sacks and kind of rotate through. They have so much talent and depth. And then even the linebacker position where they healthy were Healthy Perryman. Weak, Perriman, I'm anxious to see how much he's going to play, though. I mean, he's really? he's healthy. He's a really good player. But Thomas Davis being there, who's had That's a great true. camp. Drew Tranquil from Notre Dame's had an awesome camp. Kaiser White can really run. He's back healthy. He can go. Uh, they'll get Jatavis Brown back healthy. Those guys can all run. So front seven-wise, I think they're going to be able to try and help out that back, back end of this defense with all they're going to be able to do. And then when you look at the schedule, I mean, look, look the Colts and the Texans, these are good, really good football teams. But when you're a Charger fan, you look at that schedule, where's Kansas City? Uh, week 11, I believe, is the yeah. first time they meet. So at that point in time, you're hoping Melvin Gordon's been back for a good while. Hopefully, Russell Kuhn's been back for a good while. And and we'll see what happens with this Derwin James injury. Maybe he'll be back by then. Well, that's the thing. It's like you start adding them all together, and it's like, oh, man, that's right. Still no Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Uh, Keenan Allen's dealing with... with he, but Keenan Allen's going to be, be fine for week one. I still think... I'm, we'll see what happens. I yeah. think there's a good chance Melvin Gordon's there for week Here's one. Here's the thing I'll say about Derwin James with the injury he has with the... the yeah, tell me. Now, for those, again, yeah. tell you, you have a yeah. background on this. Tell well, me and background. I actually... I had that same injury. I had a, a fifth metatarsal stress fracture. Okay. Um, I mean, all right. It's look. called a Jones fracture then? It, it's only a Jones fracture when you fully break it. Okay. Okay. So it was just a stress fracture at the at the... At the moment, but it was back uh, kind of where your fifth metatarsal begins on your foot um, and more midfoot. And so I tried to rest it for yep. like six weeks and did all this little therapy, this uh, you know, ultrasound stuff that uh, kind of helps like, you know, uh, inspire some calcification of the bone and all that. And uh, rested it for six weeks, came back and broke it fully two weeks into the football season. Wow. So how long was recovery then after fully breaking it? 
I came back and played seven weeks later. Oh, wow. Seven weeks later with a, with a surgery, but put the screw in. Yeah. I wasn't, you know. It, did it, how did it feel? Well, it felt a little weird, yeah. but, um, you know, it was better than nothing. Yeah. And, and so I was probably back probably 80% in seven, six, seven weeks. Uh, so look, my point is, it's better to get the surgery now. Yeah. Which we haven't heard yet if he's done that or not. Okay. I, haven't heard, I don't know if he has. I hadn't seen it. Right. Yet. I, I, I think they were still talking about that yeah. uh, as, a, as a possibility uh, this week. So I, I that made me a little more encouraged. Like, all right, let's get it done now. Let's make sure it doesn't doesn't happen. You yeah. get set back even further. This is a team I believe went seven and two without Joey Bosa right. last year. So they, they got to find a way to, to, to get that done. Now, the, the bigger concern yeah. uh, when you look at the offensive side of the ball is Okun. You got yeah. to get him back. Hopefully, you know, that, that's a, that was a it's scary, a scary yeah. situation. I don't know how long that's going to be. Uh, but there's a drop-off there at that position. So that's on Philip Rivers trying to cover up yeah. as you get some young guys growing and, and trying to develop. Any other uh, any other plot uh, lines from the preseason you want to hit? You know, I think, uh, look, the Patriots rookies have been really impressive. I feel like uh, uh, Damian Harris uh, and uh, Chase Winovich yeah. uh, were really good in week two. I thought that – and then we talked about uh, Stidham. So. Yeah, the all-effort. Jacoby Myers, I mean. Yeah, he's been really good as well. Folks. NC State showing yeah. out here. Just Bradbury. Drafted. Bradbury would stop sweating so much. It'd be a clean <laughs> be great, right? for, this, uh, for this draft class. Uh, yeah. All right, let's, let's get, get to let's let's get to this these divisions here. NFC and AFC East. We'll we'll go team by team. Just maybe a storyline we're looking for and then uh, what team we think will win uh, the division. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys here. What do you uh, what do you think's the big storyline? Well, the defending champs in the division, right? The big People story. forget that. Yeah, uh, and the the big storyline are the guys who aren't there. I mean, well, yeah, Zeke is one, but look go ahead and look on the defensive side of the ball. Right now as we sit and, and maybe they're not worried about it, but Tank Lawrence is still on PUP. Byron yeah. uh, Byron Jones is still on PUP. So's Crawford. So you got three studs up there that are still out right now. Uh, you know, and then you're talking about back injuries for Zach Martin. Tyron Smith's has, has been acting up again too. You know, gosh, that that's a lot to kind of deal with all at once. And look, I think if if Zeke is there and I think if if the primary components are fully healthy, then they are odds on favorites to repeat in the division. But Without him, I, I don't know what to think, even though Tony Pollard has been impressive. Yeah, he's done a nice job. I still think, though, when you look at the workload or lack of workload he had there at Memphis, teaming up with Daryl Henderson, I, I just can't see them trying to load him up. Even if Zeke is not there for the start of the season, they're right. going to have to divvy those carries up. He's Alfred Morris, yeah, Mike Weber. He's yep. not built to carry all that. So uh, while he could be a very nice um, component to this offense, I don't think you want him to be the driving force. I think you want to sprinkle him in. I don't think you want to give him a shower here uh, to start things you. off. And when I look at this team, um, to me, if this offensive line can stay healthy is where I start because that's how, again, I look at what's your formula. We talk about it all the time. What is your formula to win games? They have a very known formula. Yeah, it's clear. It's going to be power football. Everything guys. goes off of that. And to me, um, keeping Travis Frederick hopefully healthy for a full season is big and, and Tyron Smith, those would be the two. And you look at also Zach Martin. Zach Martin's been dealing with a, a disc injury. So, so those three guys, if you get those three guys for 16 games as a playoff team, if not, it no drastically question. changes no question. So, uh, and, and look, I think you could kind of as we as you get down to the Eagles, um, who I would say is you know a healthy Carson Wentz yeah. right now at this point with where all these teams stand, make them the clear cut favorite in the division just based on where the Cowboys are. One hundred percent. And to me, I just <laughs> I talk to people around the league, and you're looking at their rosters, and we're having these conversations, and it's okay. We're trying to find this guy or that guy who's going to win our starting right tackle job. Who's going to uh, who's going to emerge as our third down back? And you go visit the Eagles and you start having the roster questions. And it's like, who's going to be our fifth receiver? You know, <laughs> who's going to be our ninth lineman? Yeah. They have depth everywhere. 
one place they didn't feel great about it was quarterback, and they went out and got Josh McCown. So um, don't worry. Suddy's going to be back. Right? Yeah, Sudfeld's coming back. So they'll, they'll, right. they'll carry yeah. three. I think they're going to have to try and sneak Thorson right. uh, down. I don't see right. him making this football team. Right. Uh, but depth in the backfield, depth at receiver. I mean, there's just depth everywhere. And then when I look at the defensive line and I say, I say, okay, let's look at this, you know, forget the starters where you've got the, the Brandon Grahams, the Fletcher Coxes and all those. I look at the second group and I see Vinny Curry, who's, who's played back, well in this right. league and is great fit in this scheme. I see Josh Sweat, who's got a ton of ability. Timmy Jernigan, um, they drafted Sharif Miller, who's got some speed off the edge. I mean, their, their second group plus of defensive linemen is very good. Um, so I think this is the this is a team with the most talent in the division, and if uh, if Carson Wentz can stay out there for 16 weeks, which has right. been a challenge, I, I I think this team wins it. And if we're questioning health on the Cowboys side of things, there's some good news for the Eagles. Ronald Darby is back yep. practicing, and then on the other side, you got Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas. Sidney Jones having a really good game. yeah on for the other corner. And so, I mean, depth of the D line, depth in the defensive backfield, because they've had to play so much the yep. last couple of uh, the last year or so. That's that's an impressive team all around. Yeah, they're they're in uh, they're in a pretty good spot there, and they can absorb. You don't want to, but they can absorb an injury if they'd have to. All right, the Washington Redskins outside the quarterback position, which is obviously where a lot of eyes will point. Um, any other storylines you're keeping an eye on with this team? Yeah, you know, the, the running back rotation, I think, will be interesting. You know, how much does Darius Guy, how much run does he give him uh, if he's fully healthy here? And then Adrian Peterson, you know, is is still there, right? Yeah. I mean, and then Chris Thompson, I think, uh, you know, kind of flies under the radar a little bit, too. How about Trent Williams and that whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I think they made a nice move, at least going to get Donald Penn in the in the interim. Um, but, man, that is a that's a I mean, that's our best player on offense. Uh, Trent no Williams. question. One of the best so, tackles in the NFL. How, you when know, he's right. Yeah, that that's a that's a tough one to overcome there for sure. Um, I think it's going to be a really good. What do they got a receiver? Uh, there's nothing on this off. Right? I mean, the running back position is interesting to me, um, and that gets me excited with the depth and talent they have there. Dotson, outside of that, I mean, I, I go to the defense and say yeah. that's again, what's your formula? Right, you have to run the heck out of it and play great defense. And I think they do have a chance to be really good on the defensive side of the ball up front in this division. I mean, there is a lot of talent. And yeah. this team, uh, you know, with, look, just go to the University of Alabama. That's where they do all their shopping. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're no kidding. Um, and, you know, the other thing I'll say is I think Ryan Kerrigan has gone under the radar as one of the better edge rushers uh, in, in Every football. year, just throw up numbers. Right. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen a ton of Montez Sweat. I haven't gone back and watched their games yet. So I'll be interested to see what uh, what he's able to give them. And, yeah, defensively, they should be pretty solid. I mean, yeah. there's some continuity there. I mean, but it feels to me, it feels like a – seven win team you know if you're gonna put kind of a number it's a six or seven win team playing right. great defense Haskins week struggle. one I mean do we just try to I, I, I've advocated for Haskins yeah. and people are different on this I just think I think the kid's mentally tough I think he's physically tough the biggest knock on him is he hadn't played so to me the answer to that is not having him not play he made some NFL throws he did he'd he made, made NFL I talked about it before week one, week one he made yeah. big time throws so Sooner the better for me. I want to get him up to speed. Well, so, I want to talk about butts and seats. He'll do that. No question. A little bit more than Case Keenum might. Yeah. I'll do and I think when you've yeah. got a coaching staff that needs to win, if, if you're not going to win, the other thing you need to do is show progress with a young quarterback. So that helps that cause as well. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously making our way down to the Giants here. You're bullish year, on the Giants. I, you're, you I always are buying have. the I Giants. Uh, look, I think they had another nice showing uh, in week two. The, the ones did for sure before we even get to Daniel Jones. Yeah, Eli looked great. He did. He did. And, you know, we didn't even see Saquon. So we and we've yet to see him, really. So, you know, once you add that in, 
I mean, that, that's impressive. And I think the biggest thing is this offensive line is improved. They are much better than they were last year. So that just allows them to do so, so many different things. Uh, so for, that, for those that listen to this show, they know your background. Yeah. They, know, they know your okay, history. Fine. They so know your not, biases. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. let me just tell you. Okay. I'm going to show you exactly why Rhett is so bullish on this football team. And All right. I thought of it when I was watching the game last week, and it finally came to me. Cody Latimer, my man. Let's talk about Cody Latimer having himself a preseason. I can't believe you didn't right? lead with Cody Latimer and what he did in the preseason. Well, you know, like I already gave you one one Hoosier homer, so we're not, I'm not done yet. I mean, either. we talked about Derwin James. I thought you might try and transition to talk about Dan Feeney on the offensive side of the ball. But Don't you worry, did. I'll get the semi cobs down in New okay, Orleans here, we go. here in a little bit, go. okay? Yeah. I think those are all the uh, players from Indiana <laughs> in the NFL There's right now. There's a few more. There's By the way, I took a shot at you. I don't know if you ever saw it. You weren't, you weren't even on the show I was on, um, and we were talking oh, no, about – What was it? it? I remember taking a little shot. Mm. Um, Obviously, it wasn't a good one. No, it, I was not memorable, <laughs> apparently, but I did I did take a shot at you. You did. Uh, I always appreciate it. Um, oh, yeah. Rhett didn't know how to read. Is that what it was? Man. Mark? That's a rough one. Uh, that's a rough one. My parents spent good money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there's been... Uh, yeah, there's been plenty of shots taken, okay. I guess, yeah. to, to narrow them all down. All right, uh, what, else, uh, what else we got So here? right now you're going Eagles for the NFC East? NFC East. Giants, real quick, on, on, yeah. on my takeaway on them. Look, I've, I've said it. Evan Ingram, buy all the stock you can. Yep. I think he's going to have a huge year in this offense. I think that the offensive line is built to run the football. I think they're going to be able to move people, which obviously bodes well for Saquon. Uh, and pass protection still, I don't feel great about the tackles. I know Nate Solders, you're hoping for a bounce-back year there. Uh, Mike Remmers. I just look at some of the edge rushers you're going to see inside that. Division. Well, as long as Remmers isn't seeing Von Miller, we'll be okay. Yeah, well, that did not end well. <laughs> Super Bowl um, not great. So that, to me, would be my concern with this team. The other side of the ball – um, a lot of young players going to get a chance to play. I just try and identify who that pass rusher is going to be. Yeah. And the one guy when I was out there that kind of popped in practice, and I, I actually saw him make some plays there. The X-Man? Lorenzo Carter. Oh, Lorenzo Carter. Oh, uh, Shane Zimenez has been yeah. nice, too. I mean, he's a young guy. You're yeah. hoping continue to grow. But that's the one. The one. When you go out there and watch the position group go through drills and watch him in one-on-ones, Lorenzo Carter was the one that kind of jumped out to me. So he's got to emerge. They've got to have somebody emerge as an edge rusher here to complement what else they have. Yeah, he had four sacks last year. Uh, so heading into year two, double that up. That'd be a nice... Yeah, no, get you nice closer addition. to 10. Yeah. So that, it'll be interesting to see. I, I still think... Um, I think it'll be an inconsistent team. I, I think it's. I think it's a 500, give or take. Yep. Yep. That's what, the way I see them. I, I think the third. Wouldn't be surprised as nine, uh, nine wins. Wouldn't be surprised as seven wins, I yeah. guess. But, but I, I put that, I still think there's a pretty clear order, and it all can change. But to me, it's So still, you're still Eagles. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants and is what Z, it feels like to me. if comes back for week one, I don't, I don't know that I would change that. Okay. But I do think that we will see both those teams in the postseason, however it ends. Got it. You want to flip over to the AFC? Yeah, so who gets second place? Uh, in the NFC? In the AFC. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We just start there, right? In New England. All right, Sorry. let's move on. Sorry. Uh, by the way, by the way. Um, what do you got? Talking about New England and talking to some people around the league, the same, the same name comes up. When you talk about the most valuable people in the New England Patriots dynasty. Okay. The, 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 the order, the pecking order, either it's 1A, 1B, right, with Brady and Belichick. Who's the next person that's mentioned the most people you talk to around the league? What's the name that comes up more than any other with credit for this dynasty? Dante Scarnecchia. Correct. 
Someone's yeah. been doing their homework. Bam. Nicely done. Love it. Uh, no, he is he is so good as an offensive he line came, coach. That's why they had to bring him out of retirement to come back. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, to me, um, with him in place, it's going to be another you know really, really good group. They Isaiah Wynn uh, had a couple of uh, series. I'm excited. There. I haven't got a chance to dig into that tape yet. I want to see it. But he was somebody you know we all loved coming out of college. Seen it live. I didn't notice him. So That's a good thing. Probably good. Yeah. Right. That with right. long snappers and tackles. Yeah. <laughs> want to notice yeah. him when you see him live. Unless we're talking about a run game. But, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't notice him in pass protection. I mean, they're going to be really good. And a yeah. collection of backs, um, I love what they're doing there. And defensively, you know, somebody brought this up because I had uh, tweeted out who I thought the top five defenses were going to be, you know, in the NFL. And I did not mention the Patriots. And I like the, yeah, I like the Patriots. I just don't love them. They don't, they don't stand out. It's, it's a good group. Oh, somebody, right. somebody, somebody tweeted me. Go like, when was the last time they didn't finish in the top five? And I'm like, oh, hold on, let me go check. Scoring, this out. and I'm yeah, scoring, scoring right? And right, so I'm going yeah. last year top five, year top five, top top. Oh my gosh, these guys are in the top five every year. Scoring defense, but yeah. they don't do it with flash. No flash. And, yeah, in you know the names change. Right. They just right. play great red zone defense. Would Trey Flowers have like eight sacks as a career high? Yeah, like, and he was their best, you know, their best guy yeah. getting after the passer. I mean, I don't know who loves Chase Winovich more. Is it Casserly or Baldinger? Oh, are they both going all in? <laughs> yes. I mean, I agree. I, I loved watching him. He's fun to watch. I give, uh, I give Chase Winovich some love here. Yeah. You want to play? You want to play? Where did I, Where did I have him? Yeah, let's do it. Chase Winovich. Let's. Uh, can we get a drum roll? We don't have a drum roll, do we? Hytham? That would be nice. This would be a fun, fun game to play. Um, where Where do you end up having these guys? All right, he would be listed as an edge rusher for me. Chase Winovich was. My he was drafted 77th overall in the third round, and he was my 48th player. Oh yeah, 48. I'm I'm plus 29 yeah. on the league. No, you're bullish there. I'm I feel sh- good. Yeah, you should. Well, why am I not doing these Chase Winovich uh, breakdowns? Uh, that's true. You should, uh, we can you use that as a drum roll. It's kind of a college football vibe to it, and I think it all kind of ties in. Yeah, we've got a college football episode coming we do. up later in the week. Bang bang, there love it. Go. A little promo there. All right, so okay. Patriots. Let's move so, on. Yeah. Dolphins. Well, let's do it this way. Oh, who you think's going to be second? Let's do it this way. Who's the biggest challenger to the Patriots in this division? Mike Rob said the Bills are going to win the division. Um, he did. Sorry, my head touches. I think off. he doubled down on that as well. I'm going to go. Uh, look, I've been choo-choo. Been <laughs> been, uh, been riding the Sam Darnold train for a yeah, long time. Yeah. Not getting off anytime soon. I feel like it's getting a little crowded on here, though. It's making me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. He's Is like, it tr- it's get, filling up. When it's when you get in tight yeah. spaces. Like I mean, I felt, like, I felt like I felt like I had my legs up yeah. on the seat across from me. Nah. I mean, it was... Uh, it was like one of those 10 o'clock flights on Southwest to Phoenix, and it's just like you and four other people on On the there. Saturday of Super Bowl week, yeah. leaving the Super Bowl. Yeah, site. I had a yeah, lot of space yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Just throwing me nuts, now it's and like the drinks, mon- and anything. Monday of Super Bowl week yeah. after the game. I'm like a <laughs> Trying sardine. to get out of there, right? I can't even, I can't even get through uh, TSA to get uh, on the plane uh, on the uh, Sam Darnold Express yeah, right you now. Need, you need clear now. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I think. I think. And we haven't even seen Lev Bell yet. You know? And everything I've heard, he's done well. He's looked good in camp, so. Right. Uh, so all right, so that's your thought there. I agree. I think the Jets are the clear number two here. I'm excited to see Gase and, and Darnold rev it up here for the regular season. Um, I think it was a cool move that uh, Joe Douglas pulled off, getting Khalil to yeah. come back out of retirement and come in and kind of shore up a, a position of you know perceived weakness there at center. Um, I, he's probably not done, right? Trading I mean, for Alex Lewis, you know, yeah. pennies on the dollar there, yeah. uh, who's somebody that can give him at least, if nothing else, a really valuable swing backup. So corner. that's what, what, that's what Joe a, believes yeah. in. That's what he believes what, in. What do they do at corner? We know they're pretty set at safety with Jamal Adams, and you get Marcus May back healthy. Um, uh, corner wise, though, I mean, is that does that, and then Avery Williamson goes down with the ACL. That's a, yeah, that's a they blow. they feel you know like they hate they hate to see that injury, yeah. but they actually feel pretty good about some of the young talent they have at the linebacker position that they're sure. going to be okay there. Sure. And long term, 
be interesting to see because you pay that much money to CJ Mosley, you know, and you're, you're paying a lot of money um, to Avery Williamson. It'd be interesting long term. I don't think you want to have that much money yeah, tied, tied up, up in, in the, the linebacker position. Level. So they needed yeah. some of these young guys to emerge. Uh, the cornerback position. Look, it's a lot of names and not many folks are going to be familiar with, and that would that would be a market, I believe, you'll see them target once the cuts come as well. And if, if there's any good news on that side of things, you know, you're looking at the teams they play twice in the division, there's not a ton of marquee, top-end top receiver talent on the yeah. perimeter, so uh, maybe it doesn't... Really good at defensive yeah. tackle. Yeah. We'll see if, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're no loaded question. there, but no we'll see. Edge rusher-wise would be another question there, is who's going to step up and be that guy. All right, so to say that we're both in on the Jets at two does not mean we're writing off the Bills. I think no. This will be an improvement. No, I love team, I love right? them defensively. Yeah, I mean Ed Oliver. Uh, would you see Would you see at your training camp stop anything there? Well, they're parking him at the three technique, which I like. Right, that's where he should be. So and, be a disruptor and, and trying to move him all over the place. Forget that. Just let him get comfortable in that spot, which I like. Uh, the safety duo there. I don't know that they get enough attention. One of the best in the league when you look at Poyer and Hyde and what they're able to do. Uh, Tredavious White is just all Solid. day steady. Yep. You know exactly what you're getting there. And I and for my money, Tremaine Edmonds superstar he's going to be a superstar player and really was last year didn't get mentioned with van der Esch when you stack the numbers up not sure. all that different uh over 100 tackles so i think defensively you're going to be outstanding and then offensively i know josh allen's looked really good in the preseason and that gives me some hope there but i still offensive line wise to me yeah that's that's my that's, uh, key. that's my hang up. on that too uh i was looking at that earlier i mean Deion Dawkins is your left tackle, right? I, then, I'm okay with yeah, Deion Dawkins. You're okay there. And then once you go down, it's... After that, Spain, I'm not feeling great. Feliciano. Uh, you know, Cody Ford. He's uh, going to be an adjustment period, yeah. but I think he's got a chance to be good. And Mitch Morse is a, is a good center, but I think he was banged up a little bit, right? Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, look, that'll be, that'll be the challenge for this team. And I do, though, think of all the divisions, this one, to me, is a clear one, two, three, four. It's a fun running grab, running back group there too. By the way, oh, Devin Singletary McCoy, is going to be Gore, fun to watch. And Devin Singletary yeah. for sure. I, I want to see Devin Singletary get a little more run there. Um, just give him a little more pop. I mean, it, now, if you're the Dolphins, is there? Can you give me a good reason? No, why Josh Rosen why shouldn't Rosen be starting? Start. I have no reason other, other than I can say Ryan Fitzpatrick right now might be a little bit better for your opportunity to win a game early in this season. And that is not the reason to, to start him, in right. my opinion. Otherwise, you're going to be in this situation again next year with you an opportunity to, to draft a quarterback. You have to evaluate Josh Rosen. You have to. Either he's good enough to be the guy or he's not. You cannot leave this season and not have the answer to that question. You can't. I'm with you. I'm with you on that a thousand percent. And I think we're kind of getting away from the, hey, Fitzpatrick is the clear-cut starter, as, yeah. uh, and this is, this as they is, said earlier. But. Look, everybody wants to win, and, and maybe they shock the world and go to the playoffs. This is an evaluation year. Yeah, You need to know what you've got going forward. Trust me, as a Padre fan in baseball, <laughs> this is my life. Okay, I want to end the season and know I've got no worries at shortstop, no worries at third base, no worries at third base. We better go get a center fielder. Like That's what the Dolphins have to use this year Padres to be able suck. to... Yeah, the Padres. Thank you. I hate baseball. Padres suck. Oh gosh, that's so. That you can use that, that thing drop. Just keeps it's, coming back, it's, right? Baseball. It's Padres always suck. it's always in style. It never goes out. I think we recorded that two or three years ago. Uh, um, but that's what they have to do. Not being able to get a true evaluation of Josh Rosen because you're playing Ryan Fitzpatrick makes absolutely no sense to me. Padres seven games under five hundred, seven and a half back of the wild card. 
Not bad. <laughs> take that. I'll take that. Yeah, that's better. Actually, sound a little better than the last yeah. time I was okay. uh, checking in on. All right. I punted on the season a few weeks back. Uh, that's it. And then the you know uh, Patriots. I, it'd be a shock still to me if they're not the the AFC East champs. No. That's the way we feel about it, right? I'm with you. Cool. Uh, fun episode, man. Yeah, man. Rock Great roll. to have Buck on the phone. He'll be back uh, and we'll be chatting with us here soon. I know we've got another episode coming up this Let's week do it. with the two of us, Rhett, where we're going to be previewing uh, a little bit of this college football weekend as well as talking college quarterbacks. Guys, you got a chance to see uh, at the Peyton Man- or yeah. sorry, the Manning Passing Academy. Take it down to Thibodeau. Down at Old Thibodeau. So we'll get your thoughts on that on the next episode. Remember, you can uh, uh, find all of our videos, nfl.com slash MTS video. YouTube.com slash NFL podcast is where you find all of our podcast information on there. Uh, If you haven't checked out the prototype series, nfl.com slash MTS prototype, you can check those out. Uh, And I do want to say thanks. There's been uh, a bunch more reviews and and, uh, ratings popping up on Apple Podcasts. So all the listeners out there that are helping us there, we do appreciate it. If you haven't done it, uh, would really appreciate it that's awesome uh tell a friend as well a lot more uh a lot more stuff planned for this fall we're pumped about and uh, Rhett's going to be a part of it as well anything you want to add before we get out of here uh no i'm excited to uh bring the 100 degree heat back with me on our next episode oh there you go a little little heat and humidity from little tease little tease there from the the, uh the fireball all right that's gonna do it for us thank you so much for listening to move the sticks presented by new era we'll catch you next time Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.